The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Do you feel beautiful? Do you look beautiful? Does one really affect the other? Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out with host Bonnie Bonadeo. In our show, we'll help you uncover your true self and unleash beauty that you never knew existed in order to be at your best, both inside and out. Now, here is your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out. Hey, we're, we're Facebooking live today as well, so if you want to watch us here in the studio um, with my guest, Brian Hill, then you can go on to Beauty Inside and Out show and watch us live. So hello to all my Facebook friends that are watching, and uh, we're excited to be live. So we've got the Mevo camera set up. It's all very sophisticated, isn't it? Yeah. Very exciting. Thank you. Yeah, it's very good. All right, so I don't share this very often. I'm not sure if I've ever shared this out loud, but um, once I got into beauty school when I was in high school, there was this, like, whole transformation in me. I went from being a total tomboy, uh, very athletic growing up, to all of a sudden now I'm in, like, this teen beauty pageant. And part of the teen beauty pageant is I had to kind of, like, learn some charm and uh, took some modeling classes. And I at, literally got to walk a runway um, at a fashion show. And I remember thinking that it was a lot of fun. Certainly, I am not model, you know, tall and not model figured. Um, but it was it was a great experience to be able to just kind of learn posture and how to walk and stuff like that. So that was my big, my big moment in the fashion world. Um, I decided to stay in beauty and not go into any of that fashion part. But my guest today is in fashion. So it is Brian Hill, and he's the executive director of Phoenix Fashion Week here. And I know a lot of people probably say, Brian, Phoenix has a fashion week. Um, but you've been doing this. You've been in fashion here for 16 years, and then you also have your own uh, line called Femme Athletic. So um, I want to know, first of all, before we talk about Phoenix Fashion Week and all of the <coughs> details on that, which I'm excited to hear about, I want to know how you got started in fashion. Uh, thanks a lot for having me on, first you of all. You bet. I totally appreciate this. Uh, what an honor to uh, be here with you, leading the industry in beauty. I appreciate that on the yeah. radio show. Um, I'm Brian, Phoenix Fashion Week. I'm the director. But before that, there was actually uh, the pre-Phoenix Fashion Week, Brian Hill. That goes back to Arizona State University. And um, happy to say I started a t-shirt line on campus. Mm. Uh, very easy. Uh, the Arizona State Polo Club was my first design. I was intrigued with the fact that people loved to wear something I created. It was a natural high for me, for yeah. sure. And it was great because I was able to um, you know, work with a group in polo, I love Ralph Lauren at the time, and Arizona State, which is my school, I put those together, and it just made common sense that someone else would like that shirt as well. So the Arizona State Polo Club was my first design, and uh, from that, we could fast track it to now, but there's a lot of stories in between that. Well, good. Well, I want to hear a few more of those stories in between that, because obviously this is the part where we get to know you. All right, so it, you started with a T-shirt. Yes. A T-shirt design, and then that's how you got your first client. So, Because I know that's probably a big part, because our topic today is the beauty of the fashion business and how that business looks, how people can be involved in that business, and what they need to know 
And you're saying that you started out with just a T-shirt. That's correct. I think um, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm a very simple person. I think that most people are. And so I try and do things that uh, just make sense on a really simplistic level. Mm-hmm. I think it attracts more people. Um, I try to do things that are unique, but also simple. So if you go back to the uh, Arizona State Polo Club shirt, it made a lot of sense because we were Arizona State University. We were Sun Devil fans. So on one half of the shirt, you'd love that color scheme, if nothing else, because you're new to the school. At the same time, if you're a little bit preppy, uh, you love, oh, Ralph Lauren, the polo, polo club. I I like that. The polo club didn't exist, but in your mind, it did exist. Right. And that started off, I think, uh, a long journey for me of doing things that people could actually picture in their mind and get behind. Well, that's awesome. Okay, so this is how you started out. So you're you're an alumni of Arizona State University. Correct. Yeah, nice. Go go Sun Devils. Um, you created a T-shirt, and so this was like this spark of your interest in fashion. Did you go Did you go to any formal fashion design schools? No, no, no. I'm actually a real estate and marketing major at ASU, okay. and uh, my parents for sure were against me doing anything creative at the time, which is another <laughs> Most great story. Most parents are. I don't know yeah. why. <laughs> they said, make a bunch of money and get into real estate, right? Um, so for me, though, again, something really um, jumped inside me, but if you go back even before that, my mom was a uh, fashion design major in college, okay. and so was her sister. So I was around it, but just didn't realize that I was a complete athlete growing up my entire life. And so never thought I would be in the fashion industry. But in reality, I was honing my eye as I was growing up. And uh, my mom has a lot to do with that. Okay, good. So you did have some fashion experience growing up, even though you weren't necessarily connecting or relating with it at that Correct. Time. It was yeah. just around me. I was probably absorbing it into the other veins at yeah, that time. Yeah, it's, it, and it is funny. I want to go back to that statement you said that most parents don't want their kids going into creative, you know, careers or creative roles type of thing but that's really I think that's probably where you can make the most money is in a creative element well I think so if you create your own lane and it is creative uh you're gonna feel great inside also Mm -hmm. and then the pocketbook could get bigger yes yeah definitely okay so then you started out uh you did this t-shirt you got your first amount of business tell us then how you got to this place where now you're the executive director of Phoenix Fashion Week sure so after um doing the t-shirt line we were just selling t-shirts on weekends to fraternities and sororities and GDIs, which are just independent people at ASU. And it was really for beer money. And I thought, this is the best thing ever. I'm making money and doing something I love. And I could see people walking up and down Palm Lane wearing my shirt. I said, this is excellent. So from there, uh, me being an athlete, I was a wrestler at ASU. I was able to really ask a lot of questions on what do I want to do? And I had women actually come to me and say, I'm in the locker room, I'm in the training room, and I'm doing these different sports, and you should actually do women's apparel. And I said, there's absolutely no way. I have no idea how to do that. Not going to do it. It doesn't make sense. But in reality, what I was hearing from these women, which is really a case study, they were telling me what they really wanted. And that is something that I really put into my, uh, my, uh, my, my tool chest, really, going forward, is listen to what the market really wants. Mm-hmm. They were saying, pretty much, we're getting men's smalls as opposed to women's cut items for me. And it's true. Said, That's still true. Just yeah. so you know. Correct, Still true. correct. I, w- I was shocked at that. I was like, wow, okay. So as I did a little more research and started digging into, is that really true? It was the case. And I was inspired by um, actually an athlete at ASU, uh, Gia Johnson. And uh, she was uh, beautiful, strong, confident, great grades, and she was a decathlete at ASU. And really, I said to myself, it'd be awesome to have a clothing line kind of emulating someone uh, that has that inner beauty, right? That inner strength that you really can't put a finger on, but you can feel it. And that's what I really decided to do. So I actually then created my own clothing line at issue called Femme Athletic. So women's workout apparel. And for everybody listening, it really was pre-Lululemon. 
I felt at the time that women were going to get more fit. Um, the world would say it's better to eat better. It's, it's healthy to be natural and mm -hmm. naturally be fashionable, et cetera, et cetera. All those things I could see the trend was going in that direction. And so I said, what if you made amazing workout apparel for women? And from that began my real journey because the t-shirts were easy, but it built confidence, right? But really when I had to go back and do cut and sew and learn textiles from the uh. inside out, that's where it became really fun because I really had to listen to the marketplace. And so I actually picked her brain, Gia Johnson, that athlete, and I said, what do you need in a sports bra? What do you need in pants, shorts, et cetera? She just told me, first of all, high quality. I'm going to wash it and wear it a bunch of different mm -hmm. times. And you're going to wash it every time. Period. <laughs> yeah. Right? And it's got to hold up still. Um, I also need something that's going to hold me in. I'm going to jump and run. I need to hold these babies in. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, got that. I'm taking good note of that. And so from there... I said, well, where'd I go and uh, learn how to cut and sew? I went to a dance studio locally. Uh, they pretty much laughed at me when I walked in. I said, I've got this idea to do this women's workout apparel brand. I don't have any fashion background. I don't have any cut and sew background, which means manufacturing from scratch. Mm -hmm. um, but could you help me? Because I think I really have something with this name, Femme Athletic. Right away, they laughed again. They said, do you have any money? I said, I have enough money to get what I need, I think. And they said, okay, we'll make whatever you want to make if you have the money to pay for it. And so even then, everyone was thinking I couldn't do it. And that, that was okay. But um, I really felt that the market really existed. I just had to carve out that pathway. And this was how long ago that you yeah, created so, Femme Athletics? Yeah, so 99. Okay, yeah. I mean, that was like yeah. at, the, at the rise of all of, Correct. you know, because, I mean, we weren't wearing those jazzercise clothes. Anyway. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> A lot of fun colors back then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So from there... Um, I was just amazed. And so by the time I got the first collection together of Femme Athletic, um, I, I debuted it at the campus of ASU at, at Parents Weekend. That is super important to understand because we thought, again, common sense. The, the parents are going to drop off their kids, girls. Um, there's always this thing that maybe the kids should work out and stay in shape after high school. Maybe. Okay, that's a, that's a plus. I know for a fact that they love their kids and they're going to have a credit card at least at Parents Weekend. So they want to buy them things mm -hmm. that makes sense, right? And so I said, those are two good things that I could really sell something I felt. And so having a table, very simple at ASU on that parents weekend, we sold out of everything we had. Wow. Was it ASU labeled at that time it, or was it just athletic it wear? Was, it, was ath it was femme athletic, my own brand, but I had ASU color schemes. Okay, the colors. I had black for very, sure. Very stable. smart. <laughs> and so again, it went back to the t-shirt idea, right? Mm -hmm. The light colors, I knew someone would want to get something that would be souvenir driven if it was the right color, i.e. maroon, but also black. It's a staple in every woman's closet. It's and my I, entire closet, <laughs> except for this. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt that if, uh, if they bought some clothing from me, they could always match black with anything they had. So mm -hmm. what if they had one of my tops with a Nike bottom? Awesome. I, I win in that category. So that's what happened. And when I sold everything, I was you know super happy. But then one of the moms said to me, well, what mall can I buy this in when I go back home in Cleveland? She felt that whatever we presented to her was mall ready. That was also a, an eye-opening experience for me. Mm-hmm. So you sold that line? Yes. Is it, is it still available and so, out there? So it's not. So Femme Athletic is a, is, it's a holding pattern, let's call it. Phoenix Fashion Week took the place. I kind of explain it like Femme Athletic was like a 10-year-old. It could walk. Mm-hmm. It could eat it's on its own. But this opportunity with Phoenix Fashion was actually like a little toddler where it needed all of my attention. And I had to make the really tough decision to kind of put Femme Athletic on the wayside, believe it or not. And really went backwards and decided to help other designers like myself when I was in the beginning 
to run a better fashion brand. And that's really what my passion is today is, is helping other fashion brands. Well, and who better to do that than somebody that had to learn all of it from from nothing? That's correct. That's yeah, correct. Really from nothing. Yeah. There's no there's no question that any young designer couldn't ask me that I didn't do myself. I think that's really important. And if they believe that I care about them succeeding at the end of the day, then they know to trust me. Yeah. That's it. If they win, we win. If they win, I win. And that's really uh, my philosophy. So tons and tons of stories. It's hilarious. I want you to invite me back so I can tell you more of these funny stories. Well, we're, we will definitely <laughs> invite you back, especially as we get closer to Phoenix Fashion Week to, to do some additional promotion on it as well. Excellent, yeah. excellent. So you, you got to think about someone um, at ASU like myself. Um, I had success with a T-shirt. Now I'm selling out of a new clothing brand, and I'm ahead of the curve the way I see it. Suddenly something kicked in that's really going to kick in with young designers, this ego. This ego got completely larger than myself, um, really big head. I felt literally in six months I would be Nike. I felt there's no way they're going to stop me. Look at what I'm doing already. I'm going to be Nike tomorrow. And I walked around campus as such. And that's not a good thing, but it's, it's, it's a fact. So, there, so there's a hardship coming. What was Correct. the hardship here? The, the hardship was <laughs> when I cut and sewed um, the second line, I made the same amount of bras in the same size as I did bottoms. In my mind, I thought if a woman was a small top, she might be a small bottom also. <laughs> so suddenly when I got creative with all the color schemes, I had mismatches. And I said, they're not the same size, top and bottom? If you have a small bra, don't you have a small pant? Mm. No, sir, that's not the case. So then I had to do my first um, slashes in prices because I had mismatches all over mm. the place. In my mind, I was thinking Garanimals, which is a throwback clothing line. Uh -huh. You match the top, match the bottom, and you sell more sets together. But suddenly I had a bunch of mismatches, and so I had to cost cut. And that was, that was um, the first of a bunch of other awakenings for me because it, just, it was more than just an idea. It had to be a brand that had to be nurtured, had to be grown, had to be supplied with money, um, collaborations, teammates, vision, sales, a good, a good economy. There's like five million things that have to go into a clothing line for you to actually succeed. And that's when the ego started to deflate. <laughs> yeah, that's when you realize, what have I gotten myself into? Or this was a whole lot harder? Or how did I not know these things? That's correct. That's yeah. correct. And then I went back to, I, I don't have any schooling on fashion and the industry. So it does make sense that I don't know these things and that I'm making some mistakes. And from that, I think being an athlete, though, I'm all about, uh, I don't remember the last play. I learned from the last play, but I don't get held back from the last play. Mm -hmm. And so I, I went forward. I just said, yeah. well, what can I do better? What can I learn from this? And I really honed in on, again, learning textiles from the inside out and really talking to my clients and the customers and the women again, like Gia Johnson, and saying, what can I do better? What do you want? Can we do this different, et cetera, et cetera. And that really began me in, in a new path. Okay, good, good. So then you've been at Phoenix Fashion Week for how long? Yeah, so we, I just did my 10th year. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm going into my 10th year now. And um, so you take Femme Athletic forward, and a bunch of like-minded people in Phoenix had this idea to do a fashion week. And I want to be a part of that for sure. Mm -hmm. So I joined the team as a volunteer. Everyone thinks that I started fashion week, but I actually joined as a volunteer, which goes back to my beginnings of doing that, doing every job mm -hmm. at Femme Athletic. I said, listen, I've, I've been through the ringer, and if we're going to have a fashion week and be successful, I know I have something to bring to the table in the way of emerging designers and their experience. And that was the case. I had great ideas, I executed, worked really hard, I did every job, nothing was above me at all, helped people, um, made mistakes, was okay with it, and kept it pushing, to be honest with you. 
And another thing came, people quit. It was too tough for them. Didn't want to do it. I've got a life. I didn't have a life, apparently, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> but for me, I then had that same vision that if we could get Fa Phoenix Fashion going in the right direction, uh, this could be uh, a juggernaut that people would really recognize and respect for its own success. That's excellent. Yeah, yeah, good. So we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, Phoenix, Phoenix Fashion Week. So at this point, then, you worked your way up to being the executive director that's of correct. this organization. That's correct. Um, and Phoenix Fashion Week has been going on for how many years now here? Yeah, so again, we're going to go into our 10th year, um, this October 4 through 7, uh, 2017. And it's amazing because it's really based on emerging designers. It's really based on what I started uh, as an individual, what I feel other designers around the world are nurturing or are hungry for. Um, and now it's grown, and that same approach, the simple approach to fashion now can go into other lanes. It can go into modeling. Mm -hmm. It can go into retailers. There's the same really recipe that I've, I've uh, developed with my team can be put on other parts of the industry. Now, and that's amazing. Never thought that going back those years. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that today people can be those mini Entrepreneurs, or you know, evolve into those entrepreneurs. Where before you had to work for somebody, yes, you had to be mentored. You had to, you know, go through the ranks and kind of like what you had to do to get to where you are today. But sure. now with social media and all of the opportunities, somebody can be creative, create a line, and put it to market immediately. That is correct. That is correct. It, it can happen so much faster than what I had to go through. There's no question. And what I say now is, if you have that baseline, these 10 or 12 things that we say you need to have in every clothing line, if you had that behind you with this fast approach, this fast growth pattern that social media can give you, you'll be solid. If you don't have that foundation, even in the fast market of social media, you could fall on your face as well. And so we want to um, not, we don't want that to happen to young designers. Yeah, right, because they, because they deserve a, a fighting chance here. Okay, so again, I want to remind everybody we're, we are Facebook Live. Hello, all my Facebook friends. Yep, good job. And um, so you can find us Facebook Live at Beauty Inside and Out Show. So join us because we're going to keep going on even while we're on breaks, which we're getting ready to take right now. So okay. when we come back from this break, Brian is going to tell us a little bit more, um, more of, more of the, the foundation of getting into the fashion business. Because really what he says is that he's kind of this connector to designers and suppliers. Uh, designers, retailers, manufacturers, yes. Perfect. Good. So you're bridging that gap for these people that are starting out in the business. So Brian is you're very you're, you seem like an incredible resource and a mentor. Thank you to these people starting out. So we want to hear all about how people can get involved in the fashion business um, and succeed and not have to maybe go through some of the hardships and challenges that you had to go through. Right. Um, and then of course we're going to talk a whole lot more about Phoenix Fashion Week, all the details, the things that are leading up to that event, which happens here in Phoenix. Um, in October. That's correct. Thank okay. You. So we'll be right back again. Follow us Facebook, Beauty Inside and Out Show, and you can also tweet us at Bonnie Bonadeo One. Streaming live, the leader in Internet Talk Radio. VoiceAmerica.com Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. 
From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. What makes a great leader? Most have a vision, one that starts beyond the resources available and continues from that point into developing a solid plan, organization, and company. Leadership issues are discussed each week on VoltCast, illuminating leadership with host Jeff Smith. Jeff has years of experience as a leader and executive coach, and his guests will bring you information that can help a team of any size. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Why do some people seemingly make the same mistakes when it comes to love and relationships? What is the best way to find love? Make a visit each week to Destination Love. Host Shelley Pumphrey will bring what you need to know to find love. No, it's not about the next fad, dating site tips, scoring the first date, or looking your best. Rather, it's empowerment, knowing that your authentic self works best and the science behind finding love. Destination Love is live Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on Voice America Variety. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. That's Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Hey, everybody, we're back. So I've got my guest here, Brian Hill. He's the executive director for Phoenix Fashion Week. And he, uh, you know, honestly, people probably say this all the time to you, Brian. There's a fashion week in Phoenix? That is true. We hear a lot. I heard it earlier today. <laughs> and, um, of course, I've been watching you grow over the years, and I've always wanted to participate more. Unfortunately, it seems like I was always out of town on most of the um, weekends that, that Phoenix Fashion Week was happening here. And I love your story that you shared in the beginning, that you didn't have a lot of experience, but you had this passion and drive. And we talked over the break, and all of our Facebook Live friends were listening to this, where we related the analogy of being in sports and having that, that drive, that inertia of being an athletic person and understanding the game right. and applying that to business. And I really think that there's just such a beautiful marriage to a lot of those analogies sometimes because, I mean, I grew up being a gymnast. Excellent. And for me, it was, you know, yes, I was a part of a team, but it was very individual. Like, mm-hmm. I had to achieve something individually in order to be a contribution to yes. the team. Yes. And... All of that. I mean, I mean, that's physical muscle memory for sure. I knew when I was successful at completing something the minute my foot left the ground. Right. Not once I was in the action. It was my starting point. Sure. If I knew my starting point was at a perfect position, yes. I knew I could successfully complete whatever it was that I was doing, and I knew I was going to land okay. Right. But if I felt like I didn't get off the ground correctly... I knew that I was just going to have to pull it together and do the best I could in that moment. So right. that was part of that muscle memory, that yes, that yes. offshoot. So you you created these lines, this femme athletic. You you were challenged by things along the way, but you know then you put all your energy into Phoenix Fashion Week. So let's talk about which the topic that we're here today, 
which is really the business of fashion. Sure. How do people get into the business? What are some of the skill sets that you see that people have success? What's how do you how are you as a mentor able to be able to support them and give them an opportunity like at Phoenix Fashion Week? Sure. Um, so I'm always looking into everyone's eye, and I'm always listening to everyone's voice tone when I meet them about their brand. I'm really looking for passion first and foremost, mm -hmm. and uh, that's important. I had this conversation just really minutes before I came here with one of my teammates about sports and and, and how sports aligns with business, right? It does. And I have this conversation all the time, and I really believe it. We've amassed a team at Phoenix Fashion Week that is a lot like a football team. There's an offense and a defense, there's coaches, there's owners, um, there are people in the stands that we call fans and also customers. It's really the exact same thing as a football team, the way I see it today. And Phoenix Fashion Week is really the NFL of fashion, if you want to say that. In October, it's the Super Bowl of fashion, which is Phoenix Fashion Week. If we teach all of our brands to uh, act as such and get ready for the playoffs, getting close to Fashion Week, and really try and be last man standing uh, to get that Super Bowl trophy or to win designer of the year, that's what the end result could be. But how do you get to that point? So if you go back, it starts with a monthly event that we have in Fashion Week, that we have in Phoenix called uh, Fashion Arizona Meetup. Oh, so okay. every second Thursday of the month, um, it's completely complimentary. You can go to meetup.com slash Fashion Arizona, and you can meet me talk to my teammates, meet other designers at the same stage before you or after you, and just network and just chat. At that point, you're being able to um, test your proof of concept, if nothing else. Run ideas by people, collaborate. That's the next thing. So you go to the networking deal, you start to collaborate. I'm a designer, I'm looking for a model. I'm a model looking for a designer. Work together, it's complimentary. Make something happen, work together. Get used to communicating. Um, setting goals together, coming up short, being open in communication, making mistakes, being honest about the mistake. Do those things small and get good at them and get the muscle memory going on how to always respond to things that don't go so well. Um, I was the king of it. I for sure made tons and tons and tons of mistakes myself as a manager and I work every day to become a better manager and a better team member as well. And if, if I'm going to preach it, I need to actually live by it. And that's mm -hmm. what I work on every single day. And I'm proud of that. And I have a, lot, a long way to go as well, to be honest with you. And so that's what I think. You start with the meetup. You come meet us. You hang out. Also, we have things like webinars and seminars. Oh, nice. Yeah. Our next seminar actually is happening this upcoming Sunday. I'd love to have you out to one of these if you ever have time. Mm -hmm. On the 29th of uh, January at our office, uh, the Fashion Week Hub, we're going to have launch. It's the 10 steps you need to know how to launch a clothing brand from scratch. Oh, yeah. I love that. Can yeah. you give us a couple of steps right now? Yes, yes. Yeah. The first thing is, um, what do you want to do? Who are you? And what have you done in the past? You just need to figure that out first. Right. Right? Because you have to have a story. Yeah, you do. You do. That's really what it is. It's a story. That's correct. And right. I want to know, I want you to know and to tell me who you are and what you've done in the past as well. That's really important because... Even if you had a bunch of failures, I'm okay with that. But at least let's let's start there with being honest. That's with how you hone in correct. that real passion and story. That's correct. So that you can share it with other people. That's correct. Yeah. And then I want you to do one thing. So young designers that are talented um, want to do a ton of things. And even in gymnastics, I think it's the same thing. You guys do so many events and activities in any um, one gymnastics meet, right? What we're saying is get really good at the pommel horse. Kill the pommel horse crush the pommel horse, be the best at that. When you're good at that, let's go to the floor exercises. So that's, a, that's an analogy, but for me, that's really how it is. Because designers tell me, I want to make pet clothing, Brian. 
want to make men's clothing, Brian. I want to make women's clothing, Brian. Mm -hmm. Oh, I want to make moon suits as well. And do you think I can make swimwear? Today? <laughs> All four of those things? No. Let's make one thing really, and really well. do it really well. Let's kill that. So yeah. pick your favorite. And so they have to then make a decision. So decision-making is a part of those 10 steps. You have to make really tough decisions that understand and align with your view for the future. Mm -hmm. If you can't do that, we got to work on that as well, right? right? So for me, if you go back to that T-shirt, um, ASU's campus, I knew where I really wanted to go. I really wanted to be about building a clothing brand of some sort. I was aligning myself in that direction. I was test marketing early on. Yes. I was using yeah. common and sense And people don't do enough on. of that nowadays. They don't test market before they before they put it out. That's correct. That's yeah. correct. And then and another big lesson is social media. So if you're doing social media and you're going to be a clothing designer, you should probably take all your personal items off your social media like now or do a whole new social media mm -hmm. brand name either or I don't want to see and neither do your customers want to see what you ate yesterday they want to see a design from you they don't want to see a donut half eaten they want to see you out in the fabric shops that's mm -hmm. what they want to see if you're building a brand truly that's way different than when I was doing my clothing line you didn't get to see what I was doing going in so whatever you saw was my finished product yeah but these days Everyone has a window into what you're doing oh, every minute. 24-7. Right. Yeah. And so I say, well, make it about your brand then if you're yeah. going to do that. If you're yeah. going to make it 24-7, I'm grinding 24-7. Good. I'm cutting fabric 24-7. I'm selling 24-7. So you're really just more than an event that happens in October. You're helping people to do it. Now, tell us some of the secrets of, you know, so somebody's got a fairly decent line. They're a very passionate person. Who, how do you connect them with these suppliers? And who are some of these suppliers, especially here locally? Sure, sure. So um, we'll say uh, you have designers, right? So we'll go back to our tagline of Fashion Week is bridging designers and buyers. Okay. Our bottom buyers. line is uh, bridging designers and buyers. I want you to sell a product, get some full price dollars for that, put it into your bank account, make something else and do it again and repeat that. Mm -hmm. That's really what I want. At the end of the day, um, we have a retail database of boutique owners, um, large and small, we have a, a, a now a home shopping network, TV channel, 80 million homes that come to us looking for the next emerging designer mm. that we have curated, that we put through our boot camp, that we've kind of got them ready. They've gone through the playoffs. They won the Super Bowl. Now it's time to go onto this home shopping network and get in front of 80 million people, which I would have loved at the time. Oh, that would have been a great opportunity back in the day. Right. And so for us, um, retailers are saying, do you have great designers? Let's check them out. Do they deliver? Yes and no. If they don't deliver, it's going to be a mark on us as a brand selecting someone. So right. we're on the hook as well. Mm -hmm. Again, win-win. We make some good suggestions. Someone sells out, sells through, et cetera. They come back and say, hey, do you have another brand like that, Brian? That's what they say typically. Yes, we do. We have a bunch more. And here's another one that I think fits your deal. So we're always trying to win in that in that space. Yeah, give us. Do you have a success story of somebody that's kind of been through your boot camp and really understood the elements that you were training them on as as part of not just sure. your event but as your organization? Um, and uh, where are they at today? Sure, um, we have a lot of success stories. I'll start with one. Um, a few years ago, our designer of the year, who won the Super Bowl of Fashion at Fashion Week, uh, Dolcesa Swimwear from Las Vegas. Um, a European designer living in Las Vegas, super talented, making amazing swimwear. But she just couldn't get it all figured out. The roadmap or the blueprint, so to speak. She comes to Fashion Week, does our boot camp for four months. She wins Designer of the Year. Literally a few months later, has the confidence to apply to Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. Wow. Gets it. The Kate Upton issue of the cover, if you guys mm -hmm. remember that. Mm -hmm. She's been in the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit issue each year since then. 
Oh, that's an incredible yeah. success story. Amazing. Yeah. She took that confidence and then went to her backyard, the Wynn Hotel, Cosmopolitan, MGM, and now she's carried in all these hotels. She's in the best swimwear stores on the West Coast now. And she will always say, and it's really not us, we helped her to organize it a little bit better, but she's the same designer. Right. She had she had the talent, but she needed some structure and some mentoring to be able to get that platform. That's correct. That's yeah. correct. And now she's not looking back. Um, Dolchessa Swimwear, check her out at Instagram and Facebook and all those things. She's how amazing. Do you, how do you spell that? Because we're going to do a shout out for sure. her. Sure. Uh, Dolchessa, D-O-L-C-E-S-S-A, swimwear. Okay. Perfect. Com. Good. Yeah. So there's there's one of the success stories of bridging the gap between a designer and a buyer. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And along the way, you're meeting bloggers that are in the swimwear industry mm-hmm. that write about you that also build confidence. So when a big buyer goes and clicks on your Instagram or your Facebook or whatever, and they see all the people that are written about you, these top um, Sports Illustrated, it helps. A oh, swimwear that's, buyer. A, that's, a, that's a big one. <laughs> yeah. A, a swimwear buyer that has a chain of stores around the nation knows that anything inside Sports Illustrated will sell. Because mm-hmm. women around the nation are going to look in that magazine. They want to look like that. They want to look like that. <laughs> and who did they select? <laughs> as great swimwear designers. And they said Dolchess is one of those. And so that helps buyers make a better decision. Because at the end of the day, retailers and buyers are also human beings. They're trying to limit their risk, Mm -hmm. make better decisions so their boss says... Right, because they want to move inventory. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And so if something's going to go slow... And whoever gave them that idea is not going to get another choice yeah. next time, right? So what about these reality shows that are on where, you know, these designers are competing for this, you know, big competition? I don't even know what some of them are called. I've sure. watched them over the years, of course, but I don't know which ones are current now. Is Do you see that that being kind of like some steps to learning? Right. I think at the end of the day, um, every designer is a better designer than me. I think that on these reality shows, they're super, super talented. They can cut and sew, um, make me a tuxedo in a day. They can do that. What I would like to see more of is the business of fashion being taught on those reality shows. Because if you can make those things, that's great. But how do you negotiate the margins, Mm -hmm. which are the profits? How do you negotiate with your manufacturers and make sure they deliver on time and not take your design and duplicate it for someone else? Like those underlying, under the water items, I'd love to see that more on reality TV. Yeah, you know, the business of any business yeah. always <laughs> always seems to be the hardest part to teach people because, you know, once people have that creativity, that passion, that skill, then they, you know, immediately think that that's all it takes to be successful. And there is because I've seen people that, you know, just in the in in beauty and in fashion um, make overcommit themselves because of their level of talent. They overcommitted themselves and then weren't able to deliver. That's correct. Yeah. Um, under-delivering happens a ton uh, with emerging designers. The very first day that they come in and talk to me, what we say is, here's the worldview of emerging designers from boutique owners. Mm-hmm. Um, not a big fan of you guys. They think you don't deliver on time. Mm-hmm. They think you come up short. They think it's a pity party, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's what they think of you now. The good thing is you know that going into the deal. So let's go down that list and beat them on every point. Yeah. So give us, before we take this next break here, give us what are some really solid business advice that you can offer these emerging designers and even the buyers at this point? Because you have to, you're really, both of those are your customers. That's correct. Yeah. I, I would say uh, first, over-communicate. Over-communicate. Uh, yeah. I would Just, say error on the side of communication. Correct, correct. Yeah. It, it happens all the time. 
Um, it could be a text, it could be voice to voice, um, a phone call, voice message, whatever. Just over communicate. It's completely okay to just clarify, to make crystal clear. Do you understand what I'm saying? Does that make sense to you? Just over communicate. And then the second is, at a mistake, just admit it quickly and move on. Tell them how you're going to correct it and move on. That's it. Debating and giving the story of my dog ate my homework is no bueno in the fashion industry. Mm. Um, it wasn't my fault. I don't know. Those kinds of things. Just say, I made a mistake. But what's great about it is I'm, I'm admitting it right now. I love another opportunity to, to correct it. And here's how I'm going to correct it. And to give them the blueprint on correction. Yeah, Everyone's been there. People are very forgiving when you're willing to be honest and put yourself on the line like that. That's correct. Yeah. Too many egos in fashion already. And um, I was one of those, for sure. And easy to uh, not take the blame. But it's not going to diminish you as a human being. It's going to build you up, actually. And you're and you're going to see who's on your side to be able to support you through those tough times. That's correct. As well, if you're willing to put yourself out on the line like that. That's correct. Yeah. And the third is hustle. Mm. You've you got to hustle. You, you can't... Um, you're in an event. I met everyone in your office so far. I want to build a relationship with each one of them, for sure. This is true today in the mm -hmm. radio show. You got to hustle. Last night I was talking to some startups in Old Town Scottsdale. I met four new people that I love. I want to do business with. You've got to hustle. I could have been at home watching the basketball game for sure. I love basketball. I could have been at home doing nothing but eating. I love to eat. <laughs> but I've got to hustle. Business comes first right now. Yeah, yeah. Those are well. And honestly, that anything, action, and effort. Yes. Go a long way. So there's that there's that philosophy that everybody says. You know. Um, that you have to work really hard, but there's there's also the other side that says you got to work really smart. Yes. And then you have to work really hard. So if you work really hard and you're not smart, you're gonna have you're gonna learn the lessons <laughs> like we've all learned in business up to this point in our lives, right? That's correct. But if you allow people to mentor you and you work really smart and you work really hard, then you have that you you really do have that formula for success. Thank you. I, I agree yeah. with that. I'm from the Midwest. Hard work in Midwest. And so I tell everybody around me that I'm going to outwork everybody around me. So I've got that on my side because I'm not as talented as everybody else. So I'm going yeah. to outwork you. That's okay. But going into that and knowing someone next to you is going to outwork you is good because then you're going to work oh, a little bit harder as well. Competition is really good for our soul. Yeah, good. It's helpful. It's help. All right. Now, give us because I, I want to just throw Phoenix Fashion Week out there right now. So and this um, upcoming seminar sure. that you got so tell us tell our, our listeners and then when we come back on our final segment here we're going to talk more about phoenix fashion week you know how people can participate whether they want to attend it or whether they might be an, an emerging designer at this point um, and participate with you but give us the website for phoenix fashion week yeah it's a uh, phoenixfashionweek.com all spelled out Phoenix, Phoenix the whole word, fashionweek.com. Exactly. And on that website, we'll be able to see these seminars, these boot camps, all of these other things that you do to be able to support people to be successful in the fashion business. That's correct. That's correct. And you can always email us as well for any kind of random questions. It's super easy. Info, I-N-F-O, at phoenixfashionweek.com. Easy breezy. Okay. So uh, all my Facebook Live friends, stay right there because we're going to continue to keep chatting through the break. And for my listeners on the radio right now, we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. And you can find us on Facebook Live at Beauty Inside and Out Show. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? 
Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions, to profits, to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. You count. Tune into Inner Revolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Inner Revolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurment? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric Easy Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Welcome back. I am here with my guest, Brian Hill, Executive Director of Phoenix Fashion Week. And, you know, we, we've been talking about the business of fashion, and sometimes it's beautiful. Sometimes it's not so beautiful. <laughs> um, how we we also talked about how emerging designers can you know can learn more from what you have to offer in your organization. That's not just Phoenix Fashion Week, an event, mm-hmm. but it's a whole organization that you allow people to uh, go through boot camps and seminars and webinars and all of these other things to learn to be a more successful designer and to find that um, those good buyers on the other end. So I love the fact that you're bridging designers and buyers together. Thank you. So, But I do want to definitely talk about Phoenix Fashion Week, the event sure. at this point. So first, give us the date when this happens here. Sure. Phoenix Fashion Week at Talking Stick Resort. October 4 through 7, 2017, uh, four days of fashion shows, over 25, uh, four days of workshops and seminars on how to start a business, run a business, be a stylist, with educators from all over the nation coming in, and four days of shopping and pop-up shops and cash and carries and things like that, and of course, after parties that are a ton of fun. Yeah, so, and the Talking Stick Resort, that's such a great venue for yes, this it now. Is. You just come in and for the whole weekend, you're just going to, you know, get three nights and just hang out and just infuse fashion. You're going to get styled and dress a little better and hang out, meet new friends and have a ton of fun and spend a bunch of money and, again, be exposed to retailers, photographers, stylists. It's really 
um, a living, breathing thing at this point. I'm really, really proud of it. Yeah, and and I know I've been to some of the evening events that I was able to um, get to, and those were a lot of fun. And it, and it did feel like, wow, Phoenix actually has this fashion mecca moment that um, a lot of people don't. But we're, we're a growing city. Yeah. We, got a, we got a lot of potential here. A, a ton, a ton. I mean, what's great about it is it's this cross-section of all these different um, transplants from around the world mm-hmm. that, that live in Phoenix, and they're going to continue to come. Amazing weather, so close to L.A., Vegas, snow, uh, skiing, the beach, everything. It's so many things in our favor. And uh, we feel... We're on the ground floor, <laughs> to be honest with you. There's, there's, there's so much opportunity and to go up. And, you know, and the cost of living here is good. And the cost of if you needed space and warehousing and all of that stuff is very cost effective here. So right. it's a good place for maybe some emerging designers to launch. They should. And, and what's great about technology these days and social media, you can launch and run your brand anywhere in the world, I feel. And mm-hmm. uh, we teach that. Mm-hmm. And uh, at this point, you can ship right out of your house, right from Los Angeles, right in Phoenix, Cut and sew here, cut and sew there. It's all good. If you're organized and you make it happen and you have the vision and execution, you can make it happen. Now, I remember when I was in home economics in seventh grade and um, we had to make the, we had to make something like physically, like, you know, buy the fabric and, and we had to make something from scratch. And I remembered thinking that it was probably one of the most creative moments that I had at that age because I didn't think I could pull something off like that, mm-hmm. like make something that I would actually want to wear. But growing up in my generation, my mother made a lot of our clothes. Right. Like she was behind a sewing machine, uh, you know, a good portion of our childhood. She even made Barbie clothes for us, little tiny <laughs> Barbie clothes. Um, and, you know, and that kind of seems like it's a bit of the past now right. that we're not, you know, going and getting those those fabric, you know, uh, patterns. Yes. And making something. But I remember when I made this shirt and it was kind of like this linen beige and I put some little appliques on it (laughs) and I was so proud of it. And then I put it in the washing machine and the whole thing (laughs) fell apart. And I'm like, well, that is certainly not a career I'm going to go into. (laughs) I did not do a good job with it, but I but I was very proud of the creative effort that I put into it from, from nothing. So and I'm sure there's a lot of people that have those kind of experiences, but there's there's. There's so much to offer then. If you've got 25 different fashion shows going on, how many different designers are, are invited to this event? So we will travel the nation and reach out to probably 500 designers, mm-hmm. right, for, 12, for 25 slots. Yeah. And so we're trying to get the best of the best. And when I say the best of the best, how we measure it is how they're doing business. We care about bridging designers and buyers. That is our end game. And so we love people that are doing fashion for a hobby. We're good with that. We want them to come to our workshops and seminars to get better, move from hobby to business. Mm-hmm. At business level, apply to Phoenix Fashion Week. You don't make it, try out next year and go back to the workshops and get better. That's really how it should, uh, how it should work. And we're really excited about that. Our boot camp now has been um, attended by people in the Cayman Islands, Austria, South Africa, um, Botswana, New York, D.C., L.A., all come to Phoenix to do this one thing. And, and how long is a boot camp for people? Sure. It's three months long, uh, June through September, and then that is the season. So for all you sports fans, that is the regular season for football, so to speak. And then you get into the playoffs, which is September. It's crazy, but that's when you make or break. And then you get to the Super Bowl, which is Fashion Week in October. So these people are coming to boot camp to prep for Fashion Week. They're coming to prep for Fashion Week, but we say beyond the runway. We want them to come out of the nest, which is Fashion Week, mm-hmm. and fly themselves ongoing. 
you don't have to win and become designer of the year. If you're running a better business and you're putting more in your bank account than it's going out, that's a win. And so we teach everyone that. That's the win, to be honest with you. So you're not competing against anyone. You're competing against yourself. How much are you able to keep into your bank account? And how much can you keep in your bank account? Yeah. And if you do that again and again and again, uh, pluses and minuses, that's a common sense approach to growing. Right. Now, I know that like New York Fashion Week and Paris Fashion Week and all of these other big ones, you know, they they're, they do them twice a year because yes. obviously like, you know, this next week is Phoenix Fashion Week. Yeah. In the next couple of weeks. New I York. Guess. New York. New York. Paris. Yes. New York um, is New York Fashion Week. And uh, and they're really at this point, they're launching spring summer. That's correct. Yeah. So they're going to be showing um, this this next show they're showing actually fall 17 already oh right so they're, they're yeah. months ahead yeah. but with with social media some items that they're going to show on the runway now you can actually get on now so you can get it yeah you, you know you see the runway buy it here see it here buy it here is the, kind of the, yeah. the deal now new york fashion week but new york fashion Week is really based on established brands the kate spades the michael kors et cetera, et cetera. which there's a market for that we said could we get michael kors to come to fashion week in phoenix highly unlikely because in New York, it's really set up for the success of established brands. Mm -hmm. And so we felt, let's carve out our own pathway, respect and New York fashion, which we do. And then, you know what? New York can also respect us because we have our own path that we well, create. Well, bringing, you're bringing new brands to life. Correct. You're supporting them in that, that, that very startup foundation. So exactly. that's really great. We want our designers to go to New York Fashion Week. We want them so, to be able to go there. Anything goes. I know you mentioned like pet clothes a little while ago. I mean, <laughs> yes. is Phoenix Fashion Week, does it like expose people that are creating pet clothes and outside of the genre of men and women's fashions? Yeah, great question. So we get all kinds of uh, inquiries all the time for pet clothing, underwear, etc. <laughs> we are currently doing apparel for men, women, and kids, lifestyle, contemporary, and couture. That's what, what our core is. But obviously, if there's demand, like I've said earlier, we'll create what, we're, what we need to create. There's more runways out yeah, there for us. Well, I mean, and, you know, maybe there's a charitable function that can tie into that, you know, and, and, yes. and help some, uh, some foundations to be able to, you know, spend money on, on dog shelters and stuff like that. So Ex you never exactly. know. Exactly. You, yeah. you never know. There, um, those opportunities like that. It's fashionable to give back. Yeah, 100%. it is. Oh, that's nice. It's fashionable to give back. Yeah. I would say it's beautiful to give back, <laughs> right? Yeah, good. All right, so we know the dates, October 4th through 7th. It's here in, in Phoenix Fashion Week, but it's in Scottsdale at Talking Stick Resort. Correct. Um, lovely resort. All right, so tell us a little bit more about the workshops and the seminars. What are those about? Can just If I'm just a consumer and I'm not in fashion and beauty, is there opportunities for me to go to some of these seminars? Yes, it's open to the public. We want anyone that has an inkling to get into fashion, jump into a workshop, super affordable, they're a couple bucks, and you come in and we have experts from New York to LA. They're gonna teach nine different workshops at least about different facets up the vertical of fashion. Week, uh, fashion. So um, how to sell big to buyers, mm. how to launch your clothing brand, how to style your brand, how to get inspired, manufacturing, um, how to do email marketing, how to do social media. Oh, so that's great. One of how to run your own fashion blog. So again, it's in your backyard, this resource in October, and, and we sell out those things. They're great. They're, they're real well attended by students and also adults as well. So it's not just for someone young, but hell, if you uh, design clothes in, in college and you were married for 40 years and now you want to go back to it, come out to the workshop. Opportunities are there. Correct. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love that. Yeah. So we've got, you've got 25 designers, you've got workshops, you've got these seminars. So what's, what's the crowd like? I mean, you're yeah. getting thousands of people to come to this event and showcase these designers, but who are the buyers that are showing up for this? Right. So again, um, we've got about, um, 
we have hundreds of retailers in our database. And so any boutique that's in your city right now, um, Diva's Boutique at Tempe Marketplace and Mill Avenue and Tucson, they're in the crowd looking at the next it emerging designer mm -hmm. that they could carry in their store. And it goes on to large retailers like the Home Shopping Network. They're sitting in the crowd looking at who's going to be on their TV show next. Right. That's who's in the crowd. Right. We want more. We want all retailers to, to come and shop us because, again, it's in your backyard. You drive and fly thousands of miles to go to a trade show to find designers. You can go right in your backyard and hang out for a weekend and support your local fashion community as well. I love that. I want to be a part of this. Excellent. I want Beauty Inside and Out to be a part of it too. Oh, so we'll get awesome. you some exposure, and we'll interview some of the um, some of the designers, and you know what they're what they and create even more opportunities. Thank you for them. Thank you. Yeah. That means a lot. Yeah, and we're going to invite you back too. Um, and if you want to bring a designer in with you, that we can do some promotion on okay. as well as we get a little bit closer to October, because we have to build Phoenix Fashion Week. You know, this is this is my hometown. This is where I was born and raised. Um, I love being here. <laughs> I'm I'm here on Thursdays to do this radio show, but most right. of my other work as a speaker, trainer, and coach, I am everywhere but here. Excellent. So nothing's better for me than to be in Phoenix and to be able to support some of the things that happen in our city. I'm excited. We should definitely have you part of our, our mentor board as well. I yeah. I would love that very much. Now, I'm going to do a little promo on an event that we have coming up here in February, and I'd, I'd love to invite you to that as, as okay. well, um, because it's still in relation to fashion and beauty, and maybe there's some ideas that you might be able to provide for us Excellent. in regards to this, and some designers might be interested as well. But we're doing the event called Beauty Gives Back. I'm going to hold it up here, Beauty Gives Back. So this is Eden Sassoon, you know, Vidal Sassoon's daughter. Yes. Um, yes. She created a charitable organization called Beauty Gives Back back and uh, all the money that's being raised for this particular event which is on February 20th it's at the Mesa Arts Center um, goes to uh, through her organization and to the thirst project and then we're building wells in Africa Wow so last year we wow. raised thirty five thousand dollars we're amazing. building two wells right now they take 18 months to be able to go from start to completion gotcha. and so we had we raised enough money last year for two wells in Africa wow. this year we want to raise fifty thousand dollars and that will get us just about four wells wow. Um, wow in Swahili Africa so it's it, it's you know it's a good it's a good cause it's a way that Eden Sassoon is able to kind of keep her father's legacy and beauty um, going and keep that alive and we've got a great lineup of people so we'd be very excited um, to have you excellent at count, beauty, count beauty gives back um, and of course that let's tie this opportunity for fashion and some of your designers and then these artists in relation to hair um, and makeup and build some of these things together Excellent for the future. Excellent. Does that sound Excellent. good? It does, it does. Thank yeah, you very much. Perfect. All right, so I want to make sure everybody here locally and even fly in. So any of my guests from that are out of town, fly in and come to Phoenix Fashion Week, meet Brian, um, and get a little exposed about what could happen, especially if you're interested in being an emergent designer. Here. Correct. Yeah. Let's launch a brand together. October 4th and 7th. Yes. Talking Stick Resort. Yes. Um, which is a lovely place to stay, too. And give us the, um, the website again and how they can reach you. Sure. Um, the website is phoenixfashionweek.com, all spelled out. And you can always email us at info, I-N-F-O, at phoenixfashionweek.com. Follow us on all social media. It's PHX Fashion Week. Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. PHX Fashion Week is our handle. 
Okay, perfect. Well, we are so glad to have you here, Brian. Thank you so much for joining me today and, 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 and being really cool about us doing some Facebook Live stuff. Because, you know, yeah. uh, listen, it's people cool. love radio because they can listen without watching, but we still have a whole generation of people that want to watch. So. Excellent. Yep. Now, join us next week because, you know, we might be talking big fashion today, but you know what we're talking about next week? We're talking about eyebrows. Just browse because brows are one of the most popular requested services right now in spas. And there's even like brow tattooing and uh, shaping brows. There's a lot of conversation we're going to have around brows and how to be able to have the best brows. How are my brows? You're looking good. You're looking really good. Yeah. So thanks again for always being with us here at Beauty Inside and Out. And remember that it's always about being you and beauty. Thank you for listening to Beauty Inside and Out. Please join your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week.